Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Pull Bag. I am, of course, TFG on Mike. Joining me is Jesse Raz. Hello, sir. Hello. And we are here coming to you before this episode of the podcast because Jesse and I recorded The Psychopath and Time for Time for Sins of the Future. God, I forgot what the title was. Uh, it's confusing, and however you spin it, you'll find out. Yes, you'll find out. Uh, we are coming to you before these episodes of The Pull Bag because when we initially recorded these, it was before Jason David Frank passed away. So I didn't want to release these and not have a little buffer beforehand because mm-hmm. I'm sure that the two of us mentioned him at some point in yeah. both of these episodes. And with him passing away, I think it was what, November. T- so it was like right before or after Thanksgiving, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember off the top of my head. And off the top of my head is pretty much, I don't know anymore. He passed away November 19th. 19th. That's, oh, God. You know, but yeah. regardless, so, you know, we'll probably mention him a few times. Um, I think it's in reference to I talk about Soul of the Dragon. And yeah. so we just don't want you to listen and go, man, they're really kind of being blase. They're not really, it you know, was, I, I yeah, no. wish they would be more reverent. This was re- these were recorded before his untimely passing. And so, yes. please note that if, you know. Anything that we say, we don't say anything disrespectful because we love yeah. the guy. But yeah. just note that if you're like, man, it's weird that they're not referencing that. It's not that we're glazing over it. It just hadn't happened and we didn't believe it would ever happen. And this is the world we live in now. So. Not not this early anyway. I mean, no. the man was only 49 years old. Whew. And so. yeah, and if you want to hear us do a full tribute to both him and Kevin Conroy, you can listen to Geekcast Radio episode 309, where Steve, myself, and Jesse paid tribute to both of them. Now, on with the show, I guess. This is Jason David Frank, and you're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. Hello and welcome to The Pullbag. This is episode 503. That's right, folks. We are three episodes over 500. I am, of course, TF2 and Mike. And today I've got a psycho with me. Psycho Gold! <laughs> we had Psycho Silver in the show, and then we get Psycho Green in the book. No, we never see a Psycho Gold. Yeah, I, I don't know what a dark tray of euphoria would be like. 
we kind of know what a dark Jason would be like, sort of. Kind true. Of. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, that would that would be well. Actually, you know what? I don't want a psycho gold. I, I think we're good with the amount of psychos that we have. I I, I, I go on the fence whether I wanted the psycho green back or not. And okay, so here's the thing, folks. We're we're going to be talking about Boom Studios. Um, Power Rangers, the Psychopath, and I remember the Psychos. I mm-hmm. remember the whole arc from In Space, but I don't remember it. So this was like a fresh, whole new thing for like the back of the book. The Psycho Rangers are back, created by Caron when she was still the evil astronomer. The Psycho Rangers were programmed with overwhelming hate for all things Power Rangers. And it goes on and on yeah. and on. To, to, so, so you don't remember the, the psychos from In Space I or you don't rem- specifically? I don't. I mean, I rem- I know that they were there. I know yeah. that they were evil clones of the Power Rangers, but... No, no, no. So, so not, okay, so I remember... Yeah. I, I remember the psychos very vividly. I was... So when Space came out, I was probably, what, 13, 14, I think? Maybe? Uh, yeah. But, like, the Psychos were the first thing since the original Green with Evil trilogy that legit made me a little bit scared when watching the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when that whole Green with Evil saga came out, Tommy was straight up scary. Oh, yeah. Um, as a kid. And then, you know, we didn't really have anything on that level until the Psychos came out because they truly were psychotic. And we don't really get a full backstory of them. We get the in the book, but like um, Astronema creates them and they're leech. She's using them to leech power off Dark Spectre. Yep. And so there's this whole saga of who's who's leeching my power. Well, we're going to we're going to go out there. And the only reason that they actually don't murder the Power Rangers is because like she pulls them back to keep the power drain going mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. But like. They were, I mean, they were freaking awesome. They were. Like, as villains. And then they got brought back again in Lost Galaxy. Yep. Um, because the only way they were able to really, like, kill the psychos is to use, is to turn them in some device and uh, yeah. turn them the, into data cards. Yeah, the data cards, yep. Which is you how know, they come back both times. Yep. You know what's crazy? I was 18 when In Space came out. I was about to grad. Well, I wasn't about to graduate high school, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, uh, it was close. But like, next year is 25 years of In Space. Like, what the? Wow. F- yeah, I just did the math on that. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, I. You know, I re- so so not to deviate too much from the book, but I remember there's a lot I didn't like about space, but like I remember like Turbo really kind of <laughs> killing that vibe. I was also getting a little older, so there were other things that were interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but like I remember Countdown to Destruction and watching that and just going, oh. "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. So like space it, when I read that they were coming out with the psychopath and that, that they were doing the standalone, I I was pretty damn excited because I was like, all right, that's a story that we need some continuation on. Yep. And ever since um, you and I have been doing the Power Rangers things, you've uh, and I agree with you. You've always been about we need 
closure on this. We need closure mm-hmm. on that. We need to know yeah. what happened to the Zeo crystal. Where is the damn stupid I, Zeo crystal? I'm still waiting on that one. But I do, <laughs> as a whole, I do like these little standalones that yes. we get yeah. that allow you to tell self-contained stories while the Power Rangers comics as a whole still deals with sort of the Mighty Morphin era and kind of that mythology. You know, I don't need a full in-space comic. That story yeah. mostly has been told. But yep. these little things allow us to kind of go back and revisit that. The Psycho's Path, the Time Force one, there's now one that was very confusing and convoluted for um, the Phantom Ranger. Um, you know, so those little things, that those are, I, I like that. This is, this is a really good use of the comic book medium to flesh out Power Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. So The Psychopath is written by superstar writer Paul Allor. People will know him from some of his TMNT stuff that he's done with IDW. He wrote, I believe he wrote Turtles in Time for them, and he wrote some other stuff for them. Uh, Giuseppe Cafaro is the uh, is the illustrator. Marcelo Costa is the colorist on this. And Marcelo has gone on to superstardom of his in his own right with Radiant Black and other things that they're doing over at Image. Mm-hmm. So absolutely yeah. love love Marcelo. Ed Dukeshire is the letterer. Uh, Diego Galinda is the cover artist. What do you think of the main cover? The the psychos coming up I, behind uh, Corona and Andros. I dig it, man. I, I I love I love the main cover. I really like the artwork in this book. Yeah, because. You know, one of my chief complaints sometimes on, on various artists with some of these is, listen, I, I, I'm up for interpretation of, like, characters and stuff, you know, when we get, like, generic superheroes. Like, you know, we get, like, Superman, you know, that started in the comics, there's movie versions, but, like, this is stuff that is taken from a television series. So it doesn't have to be exactly perfect to, to look like the actors, but, like, I need... I need something close. And I think yep. they do a really good job of, of capturing um, for the most part, you know, these characters without trying to make them so perfect and particular. So I, I think the artwork overall is really good in this book. Yeah. I mean, this is a continuation as, as we've said, and as long as the Rangers suits look accurate to, yeah. you know, to it that's fine you know dramatic license is dramatic license but i still think andros and Corone and and all of them kind of look like the actors i mean yeah and i think and i think that's uh, you know i like that um yeah. you know so um yeah i mean i, I was really impressed with the artwork and that I, th- I think it i think that matters when you're because it keeps you engaged in the story absolutely Especially when they do things like electrocute Corone. Yes. To <laughs> and I love that she does not go full astronomer. That it, and it's so weird. And I'm, I'm going to mention this now. Now, technically, I know Corone has blonde hair, but mm-hmm. they turn her hair purple to show, oh, this is the astronomer personality. And I'm like, wait, is that Glimmer from Shira? <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> she has a pink yeah. top on and purple hair. Like, you know what though? I thought that was a, I, I picked up, I didn't pick up on that on I think my first reading, but as I was going through it last night, I you know I 
I like that touch. I thought that was pretty subtle. That was nice. Like, especially when she uses those powers. I, yeah. I like that. No, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It's just one of those things for me where I'm the type of person that would, because I've got 42 something years of geekdom under my belt and all that. And I'm like, oh crap. It's like, holy crap. What's Glimmer doing here? That's, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but no, man, this is interesting. I, I love, like you said, the art is great. I love the backgrounds. I love the effects. Like I said, when they're electrocuting her, that looks just a badass panel right there. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah, I mean there's some really good there's some really good panels in here. Yep. Um absolutely. No, I agree. Absolutely. Uh and the basis of the story of this is the psychos want astronomer back, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which is I, I had so I had to I had to do I don't know if they set it up and I just uh, overlooked it so I had to do some uh, some mental math in my head so this story takes place after Lost Galaxy because yep. uh, spoiler if you didn't see Lost Galaxy Corone ends up taking up the mantle of the Pink Ranger after Kendricks is essentially killed even though yeah. her spirit kind of comes back um, yeah. by the psychos. Yeah. Um, which behind the scenes, uh, the actress who plays Kendricks was uh, was battling cancer at the time and had to leave. Yeah. Um, and then originally we were supposed to get Cassie back uh, in that role, but the negotiations fell through. But um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like Carone in the role, and I like the fact that this takes because again, if so, if you're doing a, let's say this is the conclusion of the overall story for these characters. And you had that character in the next series, yeah, you would want to set this after it, not during it or before it, because it would mm-hmm. be silly for what happened to her in Lost Galaxy. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah, no, I, I I like that. I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody, you know, behind the scenes was like, oh, this would be a great way to give her sort of a redemption arc, but it worked out um, due to you know obvious circumstances. Um, so this takes place after that. Um, and then obviously after the, um, you know, most of the time these, these books are kind of a standalone, you know, they're tied into the series, but they're not tied into boom studios proper necessarily. Now this one, there is a little continuity in that, um, and I forget which issue, but we covered it where there, what we find out there was an original team of Rangers that Zordon created kind of haphazardly to fight psycho green and so I did go back and reread those comics to see how that battle ended with him okay. being trapped on the moon. Yeah. Um, just to kind of refresh myself. You don't need it, but I think it is one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, that 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 kind of gives us a little bit more backstory there. So obviously it's after that. So that that's kind of where this whole storyline uh, takes place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just so good. I mean, just having a comic be like, oh, you're Corone, but wait, you're also Astronomer. Oh, my God. And, you know, Andros and the rig, rig, the rest of the in-space, oh, we want you on our side. But the mm-hmm. Psycho Rangers are like, mother, we, we need our mother back. Oh, my God. Well, you know, you know the, the other thing that I'm kind of curious about, and, I, uh-huh. you know, I would assume this takes place before them, but I don't know, and, and if it's even canon, but... Um, you know, the legendary battle in Super Megaforce, right? Yep. 
they all come back. I'm assuming that this takes place before that. Maybe not. Oh. There's no reason it can't happen before or after that. But I'm just remembering that moment uh, in the show when she looks up and she goes, I love being a ranger and then morphs. So judging by where she kind of is in that moment mentally, I imagine that this kind of might take place between those two events. Um, it no might. Re- no I, real reason why, because, you know, obviously different set of writers, but that would just, in my head canon, that's kind of where it goes, because um, when we find Corone and, like, after, uh, you know, we kind of start off with the Psycho Rangers throwing a planetary-wide temper tantrum trying to get her, she's still sort of in this, like, trying to come to terms with who Astronema was, what she did, who Corone mm-hmm. is. And so she's in this sort of in-between kind of making peace with her past sort of thing. Yeah, very, very limbo-ish. Mm-hmm. And Which again, I think it adds, you know, it allows, the comics are really good about adding more realism, not necessarily darker, but just more realism to where the show can't get to because it's a kid's show. Yeah, they can, and and that's what we've said the entire time is that the comics can get down to the. Uh, I can't believe I'm pulling a Don Henley line out of here. Get to the heart of the matter. Yeah, but you know, I mean, and and the shows do it somewhat. They don't do it exactly like you said. It's supposed to be a kids show. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be like in th- in well, this it. 21, 22, 23 minutes, not counting ads, you don't have a lot of time. That's why I was really, really skeptical, and this is a whole other conversation, really, really skeptical with Dimensions in Danger. I was like, how are you going to, how are you going to do that? How are you going to adapt that? Like, come on. That's a little, well, well much. Y- but- well, you know, the, the thing about, so the thing about the show Mm-hmm. And it frustrates a lot of people who grew up with it, are still fans of that. Yeah. Um, is you know again it, at its heart, it's a kid show. Saban, uh, who's no longer in control now, it's it's Hasbro, but Saban has, has he's got a formula that he yep. sticks to. Uh, has since day one. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't deviate that from that very easily mm-hmm. um, because I mean the guy. Listen, you know, it's 35 years later. We're still talking about Power Rangers. So, you know, love him, hate him, agree with him, disagree with him. Something worked. Um, And, you know, but one of those things is, you know, he doesn't. He's not big on nostalgia unless it sells toys. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes like he'll get away with, you know, he'll do a little bit of fan service. But he's not going to spend a lot of money on it, which is usually which is why, you know, in a lot of these reunion shows, you might get one or two back you know, mm-hmm. uh, legendary Rangers in person back maybe, yeah. or like in, um, I don't remember if he was responsible for beast morphers or if that was a soul, if that was Hasbro's first one, but you know, that, that anniversary episode, we got Jason back yep. and only we got, we got everybody else in costume, but we got him back. So, yeah. um, so, you know, so that's now that Hasbro's in kind of doing their thing, I don't know that they'll deviate from that too much because Hasbro's a toy company too, but we will see We're you know, this big, uh, this big anniversary, uh, there's a lot of people coming back, which is really exciting. So yeah, uh, everybody's freaking out and then they're like, Oh, look at his patch. It's okay. It's fine. And I'm just thinking, Forget the patch on his arm, on his uniform. I just want the damn frog zord back. That's all I want. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so this th- this is very, very cool. This is this has so much in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this and I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well the psychos, they don't they're not just astronomers. Uh, monkeys in a barrel, or they're they're right. they're not they're not just her lackeys kind of thing. They're they not actually, buddies. yeah, they're they actually have personalities. They want mm-hmm. to beat you know, like they want names. They want this. They they have wants and needs, and yeah. they are people. Now they're not the most best of people since they're technically well, supposed to be. I mean, in the beginning, yeah. I, you know, like the. All, all of this battling between them and the Space Rangers and all that before Caron's like, yeah, I'm going to reprogram you. And then they're like, oh, hell, hell no, you're not, bitch. You ain't going to fix us. And But I like that because I like that. Again, that's right. the that's the deepness that the show can't get into. Like, oh, my God, you want to fix us. You want to you want to change us. You, yeah, you want to. Yeah. So okay, so do we want to go kind of dive in uh, to the story and then because yep. there's because I've got more thoughts on the psychos, but I want to wait till we get to that part of the story because it is very interval and I have mixed feelings about a couple things. So okay, um, yeah, but you know we we get started and uh, I mean I love that we jump in right right in the action like we're mm-hmm. in Chaos thirty five they're shooting up the planet they want her um, and then you get. Like that, they're still ruthless. They're still psycho. There, I mean, she obliterates the guard that's mm-hmm. trying to keep corrupt Rog. Um, they they obliterate her right away to get to Corone. So you already know up front that they mean business. Um, and then you know we also get we also get the uh, in space rangers. We you know they they cut to them fairly quickly on the Astro Mega Ship Mark Two. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't say it, but it's it's uh, according it's, to Forever Red, it's the Mark II. Yeah. Um, you know, we even get Zane making an appearance. Um, so I mean, I love that part of the story. We get along, and um, you know, we find out Andrew still has some some mixed feelings about about his reunion with Corone and what's going mm-hmm. on, and her uh, and her all of that stuff. Um, so I thought that was a really solid way to start it. Yeah, it is a very solid way to start it. It's, it's again, you want to start out somewhere where it's going to capture the audience. I mean, again, you've already mentioned it, but look at Forever Red. Yep. It starts out with Andros <laughs> hiding out at the dinner party mm-hmm. and then finding out the information and then getting on his galaxy glider hang 10 and flying away. You know, and that's that's what you want here as well, even in comic form. Yeah. So um, um, so yeah. So so we get started, and then we eventually cut back. Psycho Green is locking up Corone, or you know, trying to basically put a put another reprogramming on her, turn her back to Astronema. Yep. Um, you know, um, and she starts laughing at him. She's like, you, you know. That's funny. You think that you have to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, and here's why I say we don't have to, you know, you don't have to go back and read that arc from the boom studios. Power Rangers is, uh, you know, he recaps a little bit of his moon fight 
um, with the unknown rangers. Um, although you can't really tell, it looks like they kind of drew the you know Mighty Morphin team that we look like, and not the Grace Sterling team because you it I, you know maybe that Red Rangers female, but it is a little hard to tell. So I kind of wonder if they. You mean, you mean Psycho Red or In, in Space no, Red? In Space Red. So, you know, on that panel where he's telling her about, you know, fighting. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, fighting yeah. on the moon. You look at that panel and it's kind of, they made it ambiguous enough that it could be the, the Grace team. Or if you don't know, it could be the, uh, the, the Jason led Mighty Morphin team. But I was like, huh. Was uh, someone not up on that? Or? So I, I think it is Jason's team because. But they, but Jason seems not the one that fought Green Psycho. Oh, that's right. It was Grace's team. It was wasn't Grace's it? team. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to remember in the continuity of the comic because in the continuity of the comic, Grace's team versus Jason's team. Grace's team was 20 years before Jason's yeah. team. So that's what I'm – so it was 1973, not 1993. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember yeah, – okay. Yeah. yeah. So they they fought him and he got he got trapped in the moon, yep. um, you know, somehow. That, and that's how – but he killed like three of them, three or four of them Yeah. Uh, in the process. And so that's at that chain of events. But like he doesn't pop back into the – MMPR continuity in any of that universe until now. Yeah, um, until now he's back. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's when you know he talks about you know getting out of there and kind of figuring out. Oh crap! I've been asleep for a bit. I mean, he kind of pulled a Rita Repulsa, uh, and it's <laughs> like, oh, all this crap has already happened. Um, so um, you know, and that that's kind of his backup word. So that's why you don't have to go back and. Um, yeah, read that storyline if you don't want to. It is really good, um, but because he recaps that a little bit for you here, and then um, you know mentions getting the uh, the cards, which I uh, I went back and watched the um, the episode from Lost Galaxy and just to make. I was like, is that a con- didn't they destroy the cards? Turns out they didn't. So no, they uh, didn't. Not, they put them nice in jail. Yeah, nice way to fix that loophole and uh, stay within continuity. So, I mean, I'm already I, – I, I love when they can do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So, anyway, we continue on. There's this the, this great back and forth between, you know, they're kind of having a who has the, the, the bigger evil dick kind of thing. They're both mm-hmm. sort of whipping it out there. Um, um. Which is kind of fun to see because, you know, you think you have the upper hand. No, you do. And then mm-hmm. I love that panel with her smile and the purple hair. It's yep. just so bad. Like, so evil. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely evil. And then we go to Psycho Ranger Boxing Day. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, you know, they go, they go back and forth and then, you know, you find them sparring. So yeah. I guess, I guess this is a good spot to get into it. Um, how do you feel about seeing the psychos demorphed? I, cause I never had an attachment to them to, again, like I've already yeah. said, I barely remember, like 
I knew they weren't just your, like I've said, they weren't just upgraded versions of putties or they weren't Z putties or A putties or B. What They weren't anything like the putties because they're actually people. I like it. I think it's cool because, again, you're tr- you're not trying to turn – well, technically she is trying to make them better eventually. But, she, again, she's not trying to do it maliciously to the point of – but to see that – the psychos aren't just somebody's army building yeah. kind of thing. Like they aren't just like at some point, I don't know when I'm going to do this and I've been meaning to do this at some point I'm going to go on eBay and I'm going to buy a bunch of horde trooper Funko pops because nah. horde trooper building for Shira is a thing, but like, that's not this, right? These are individual people, so we need to see the individual personalities, especially since we've already seen Psycho Green out of like he, he's not just a he's not just a Jim Carrey mask that that flips out at mm-hmm. night and dances on things and does whatever, you know. So I like it. I think it's I it adds to the story, and I think it's really fun. Yeah, no, I I certainly agree. I I just I don't know. There's there's. I think to tell this story, you have to show them unmorphed as mm-hmm. like actual, for lack of a better term, humans, even though most of them are, are a- well, they're all alien. Um, so you have to show them as like real beings and not mm-hmm. just this sort of, which I think it's good that you do that, but it does make them a little less scary. Like I'm glad on the TV show, you never saw them unmorphed because yeah. that takes away a little bit of the fear. So I guess, you know, in that sense, you do have to do that. But I was a little, I guess I'll say initially disappointing because I was like, oh, they're not. They're, just they're copies. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not just Jason copy, Trini copy, Zach copy, Kimberly yeah. copy. But, Which and is, I, but I like that. I think that's yeah. good. That adds to them. That yes. doesn't that because if you had it just be a copy, you'd have the whole storyline of, well, which one is the real one? Which one is the real personality? Which we've gotten ad nauseum so many fucking times before. So yeah, no. So yeah, having them be individual personalities, having them demorph, and seeing that again, they are actual people, whether they're aliens or not, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, you know, people are people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so no, I so I you know, that was my kind of I was kind of on the fence about it. I think you have to do it to tell the story, but Oh, absolutely just, you do, yeah. You know, but it, it's just interesting and um you know, hearing her talk about destroying these people and then sort of rebuilding it up, it kind of um you know, I don't know how much of this was all her, how much of this was Dark Spectre, you know, um kind of picking them and doing that but it is you again you get mm-hmm. this sense of like just how awful and how tortured these people were and you kind of I'm glad that we didn't go way back and see like their backstories individually of a strong yeah. kidnapping them we don't need that like I'm no. glad that she addresses it yeah all we it. need is, yeah all is we need is the one line she says right here it's been a long time since I've seen these faces right that's all we need to know the time has been like you've already said and I've already said this takes place after lost galaxy 
So a lot of time has passed, and mm-hmm. you know that's all we really need. Now, I will say, if Boom Studios ever did something, because I haven't been keeping up, I need to in twenty twenty three. My ultimate goal is to catch up with a lot of stuff, and that's yeah the thing I need to catch up with. Yeah, but if Boom Studios wanted to do a Psycho Red one shot, Psycho Blue one, like to show us the no. character. I mean, if I they want, if they if they wanted to, I'm saying they could. Again, Zeo Crystal story first. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mr. Then we'll get to Mr. this Crystal. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I, I know, understand, but but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. going off of your point of we don't need their backstories in this, this story because Not- this is more of. Cycle Green story, Corone story, slightly less of Andros's, but he's there and he's her brother and all that. Well, we, we, we've seen enough of Andros's. <laughs> that's what, well, I mean, that's what all of In Space was. That, you, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that I didn't want to just discount him to say, like, no. he is also here and he is also affected by what goes on in the story. But I'm saying, like, in the future, if they wanted to do something with the psychos and explore yeah. their personalities. They could, it just would need yeah. to be separate from, I'd rather, I'd rather see something about them where they go after this. If, if that's, if, if yeah. you know, they choose to do more with it, but, um, but speaking of Andros, you know, after this initial confrontation, he and Zane are trying to follow, trying to rescue Corone, falling back into that sort of, trap that he fell into in all of Power Rangers in space. Like, yep. she's my sister. I've got to find... Which, I don't know. I He's the he's probably my least favorite part of this book. Not that I didn't want him in there. I just... I don't know. I, I, I There's not a lot of growth out of him. You know, whereas, like, I feel like... Even even the like few times we see the other Rangers, I feel like there's a little bit more character growth. Obviously, as we've gotten time, yeah. Andros is falling into that. But I got she's my baby sister. I've got a I'm responsible for like kind of thing. And it's like, dude, I, I I don't know. He's he was kind of my. But you need somebody to tie the Power Rangers back in. So he kind of serves that role um, as a protagonist. Um, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, and he does it well. And again, like I said before, I like the fact that Corone and Astronoma are treated as the same yeah. personality. So that way you could e- have the character go either way. If she's going to go full evil and join Psycho Green or if she's going to yeah. do the right thing and go good and be Corone, mm-hmm. you could have her do that. Andros, at best, he's there as support like you said yeah. he's there as the leader of the in space rangers even the in space ranger we we need them here I'm not saying we mm-hmm. don't need them here we do but the heart of this is corone and the psychos and right. their personalities so i think i think the the space range the in space rangers are in this like the right amount yeah, um, and I will say the other role that Andrews kind of plays is when you're reading this, you do kind of get it. They do a pretty okay job of, I mean, you know, it's a Power Rangers comic, so you know about how this has to end with Astronema anyway or Corone. Mm-hmm. Um, you do, they do a pretty good job of sort of walking this line where there are times where you're like, well, wait, 
is she really going back to this? Is she kind of leaning more evil or, you know, and Andros is there to kind of put those seeds of doubt into you because he has those. So you're kind of traveling along with him, kind of wondering, is she really bad again? Is she kind of falling back into that? Was she ever really good? Kind of. So he does help you kind of question, make that sort of question. So there is a little bit of back and forth on that. Yeah. But we ultimately find out that their their plan, now that they're united, is to find this secret weapons development lab of Dark Spectres. And so they're on this hunt to try to find it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately you find out Green needs astronomy. It you know, you 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 think ultimately like, oh, it's about family, and there probably yeah. is some. But ultimately <laughs> though, in his plan, he has to have her. Yeah, absolutely he does. Um you know, and then we get into this fight sequence with some uh, some older monsters that are just sort of lurking around, um, and we get this really interesting panel. Um, they're fighting, which I don't understand why they didn't morph, or at least like Psycho Pink doesn't morph here. Um, the other psychos do, but she doesn't, and so she gets attacked and she ends up getting injured. And Green is trying to get her to you know get Corone to essentially murder her so they can regrow another one. Yeah. Um, and Corone's like, no, that's that's not who we are. Um, which creates this sort of internal fight between what, you know, there's a little bit of that, like you mentioned earlier, of that, um, uh, what does it mean to be real? Because if you can just, yeah. if you can just re-engineer you know, a new one, then are they really real? Does that discount their current experiences? Like, what does that mean? And so... She's kind of drawing a line in her sa- in the sand here. Like, no, we're not just going to... S- we're making progress. We're not just going to start over every time someone gets a paper cut. <laughs> I mean, if that happened, humanity would be in a very different place right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> There'd be bodies lying everywhere. Yeah. It would be Wally, except not actual... It, it would, uh, well, it'd be what Wally actually should have been. You know, they never, they never really show you... <laughs> They never really show you that, uh, you know, you've got that building made out of... uh, Do we uh, really want to see what's in that compressed garbage, really? No, we don't. (laughs) The the corpses of everybody. That's the other part of town that Wally just wasn't working in that month. No, no, he wasn't. So, anyway, so, yeah. What I love about this is, even though they have these battles, and they're going up against Psycho Green, and he's kind of the main baddie of the book... Because Carone is the second Pink Ranger here, mm-hmm. I love how she and Psycho Pink have a connection. Again, yeah. showing you that the Psycho Pink character is not just a carbon copy of right. whatever. Like, yeah, I absolutely love that. I think that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like – so. One thing that, and and we don't know this, so I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if Corone still has her lost galaxy powers. I mean, obviously, by the end of the legendary battle with Super Mega Force, she or she does. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can assume maybe she does that, but I, I like to think that she does. But she's consciously not doing it because, as as is mentioned in these next couple of panels, when she's fighting with Psycho Red, like the mere mention of Rangers. We'll set them off. Yep. And so I think she knows if she were to morph and use her pow- Power Ranger powers, 
It would pretty much, I mean, that's like offering an alcoholic a, a, a beer. You know, yeah. I, I think but, she's very aware of that. But she does morph. Oh, yeah, wait, she, no, that is no. that Cat? No, that's Cassie. Oh, yeah. God, wait, no, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, that's Cassie. That's not, that's not correct. Okay, oh, God, yeah. I'm losing my mind here. Yeah. I, 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 look, dude, there's three pink rangers in this book, and I'm like, right. wait oh, a minute. <laughs> but that's something she never does, and, yeah. I, I do, you know, and so, um, you know, so it kind of leads to that exchange, and I'm like, you know what, that's, that's very smart on her part to not... Mm-hmm. She, you want them to trust you, so kind yeah. of throwing out there that you are a full fledged Power Ranger probably not the best way to go. And um, she already has one personality to deal with. Yeah, like I'm not saying her morphing creates a third. Like this isn't the judgment. No. This isn't. This isn't like Harvey Dent creating a third personality yeah. or something. I'm saying that she doesn't need the added pressure of. Oh holy shit! Astronomer's a Power Ranger now. Yeah. Oh my god, we have to kill her. We don't want right. her back. We have to kill her. Right. So you know, um, so it kind of under undercuts that. And then you know, you were talking about her connection with Psycho Pink. You know, that, yeah. that's really good storytelling because they have this great exchange in the the infirmary bed about why yep. why I didn't reprogram you. And then this was a really interesting touch to try to get them to connect a little bit with humanity and, and morality. She has them watching Westerns, which <laughs> I thought was okay. That's really, you know what? It is very black, not just, uh, it's not just a black and white movie, but yeah. yeah, those old school Westerns were very, this is right. This is wrong. So, I mean, it's a good way to introduce those sort of morality bits. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as as boring as I find old school westerns because they just yeah. stand there and it takes forever to get. It would be like if I in the editing somehow figured out you know I started using my slow mo and I I just started slowing our voices down and we started talking like this mm-hmm. and uh, no don't do that but yeah no I mean showing them that again it reminds oh god it reminds me of. I know everyone hates this movie, and that's fine. I don't. But we're also coming up on the 30th anniversary of that film, too. But next year is 30 years of TMNT3. Reminds me of Casey showing the, yeah. the Oriental Guards, this is hockey. Oh, hockey. Me like hockey. You know, it reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, you're right. She What she is trying to do is she is trying to show them that there is a path that they can choose. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a better path, but there is another, like you don't have to be used for evil. You don't have right. to be evil. If right. you choose to like psycho green, he, he evil. Like there, there ain't well, no coming back from that. <laughs> well, yes and no. So, you know, the thing is though, is she does. And this is where, again, it, they kind of leave it a little ambiguous at first, you know, mm-hmm. um, She's talking to them about how to be a different kind of evil because they were, um, and I think they say it later, like they were blunt instruments. Yeah. She's teaching them about finesse, which is what yep. astronomer was. Um, you know, she says, I'm trying to show them a better way to accomplish their goals. And, um, you know, cause green, green sees through this a little bit. Green's got his green wants an army. Yep. You know, he he calls it a family, 
but in his mind, they're the same. Yeah. And, you know, he's working on trying to repair that machine in case he needs to actually, you know, actually brainwash. And there's a good exchange where, you know, you kind of find out some of them are drinking the, the Corona Kool-Aid and yellow's kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we get kind of a montage of her, you know, teaching them non-lethal techniques. Um, and we see it kind of pay off where they finally get the information they need. Um, and then, you know, in the luckiest bit of exposition ever, <laughs> Andros just happens to stumble upon the planet they're currently on. Yep. I was like, okay, dude, space is not that small. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it works for the story. I mean, you would think that, again, he he's trying to find her. He's trying to help her the best he can mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, I mean, it's not like he went next door to KO 37. In a row. Well, that's that. You know, I don't know if they give the the actual name of this planet, so it yeah. might be Ko sixty three. It's the uh, it's the sugar planet. That's where everyone in Ko thirty five goes over to borrow a, a cup of sugar. <laughs> so you know, so they get down there, they're fighting all that stuff. Andros sneaks aboard the ship, um, a la Andros style, and mm-hmm. uh, so then. You know, we get this sort of, an, you know, Green sounds the alarm. Caron's trying to figure out what the hell Green's doing. And so this is kind of the Psycho's first test of what do you do when you see a ranger? Um, you start shooting at him. Pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> this whole sequence is really interesting because I'm like, how big is this damn ship? <laughs> Because, you know, they're going and he's trying to rally up the troops and, you know, Green runs into them and then runs away. And and so I'm like, well, how big is this ship that they can essentially hide, have this long, drawn out conversation of, are you good? Are you bad? Are you not? All this Mm -hmm. stuff. What are you doing? I can't believe you. And no one runs in there and starts shooting until, well, no one runs in there and starts shooting. Yep. (laughs) Um, but she sort of explains how it's her responsibility. She's trying to, she's trying to fix this, you know, mm-hmm. she fucked them over. She needs to do this as part of her redemption. Yep. Um, you know, which Andros, and I will say rightfully so is like, they tried to murder us. They almost did yeah. several times. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So he so he does have a good point. Yeah, no, he does have an excellent point. And I think he does bring up they killed a pink ranger. Like they straight up yeah. murdered Kendricks. No matter how you look at her soul coming back, whatever. I, yeah. I don't remember how they retconned that, but they fucking killed her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he does kind of have a point where he's he's coming from. Like yeah, yeah. And I love the exchange between the two of them as we get further along with, you know, you know, he says, you know, I'm your family. I'm this, I'm that. They shouldn't be your family. Right. Uh, And she throws it back in his face. Really? You of all people don't understand 
they were people just like me. They yep. were destroyed, broken, and reprogrammed just like me. They were turned into weapons just like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she basically... She does, good. You have to say, she does a really good job of drawing the same parallels because... Mm-hmm. And this, I, this didn't occur to me until just now. But, like, the way he's treating her about trying to redeem the psychos is a little bit about... Is a little bit like the Power Rangers when he was trying to redeem Astronema, especially after, like, mm-hmm. Dark Spectre put the, like, robot and, you know, the, that really terrible red wig and she never got any more, you know, um, those cybernetics in there. You know, they kind of... The Power Rangers kind of wrote her off and Andros refused to, and so there is a little bit of a parallel there. I, I didn't really catch that until just now. So, yeah. you know, her calling him a hypocrite makes sense. Absolutely. And she goes on to say, I can lie to everyone else, but I won't lie to you. And we get the reveal of she could not, it wasn't right for her to reprogram that. that in, yeah, that in comes way. at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Before we get there, though, you know, we have this Green's kind of trying to use this as an example to uh, get the psychos back on kind of on his side. And we get my favorite panel in this entire thing. Let's go, Psycho. I love that morphing call. Yep. Oh, I love that panel. It's so good. And it is so, so It harkens harkens back to those Psycho battles in Power Rangers in space. Yep. And I do like, this is, again, this is really good writing. They... You, they show that the psychos have learned a lot over the course because, you know, you have that panel of yellow fighting blue and, um, you know, him mm-hmm. calling it out like, wait, what a minute. Wait, what the hell's going on? Normally it's uh, we got like some blue on blue action here. Nope. Um, nope. Not this time. You know, their whole strategy is changed. And um, so, so I, I, good writing on their part, you know, um, of kind of showing how far they've come since the Rangers last song. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's red, black, yellow, blue, and pink mm-hmm. who are all fighting. And what I like about this book is that we, that's the only morph we get in the entire series. Yeah. That's the only, and honestly, yeah. that's the only one we need because this is the psychopath. We do mm-hmm. again. The in space rangers love them, love all their characters. They're fine, whatever. Yeah. But they are secondary to the main plot, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are, you know, yeah. Which is which kind of goes back to what we said in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. this would never, Mm-mm. this would never play out in the context of the TV show or anything, because yep. the, the, the formula in power Rangers and, and, and again, it works because not to go too far on a tangent, but um, you know, the, the movie remake yeah. that, that came out, um, I enjoyed it, but one of my biggest criticisms and one of the reasons why I think it failed to kind of set off that Ranger world reboot is we don't get an actual morph until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. You know, we don't get 
Power Rangers, like the suits, all of that until a half to two thirds in the movie. And when you go to see a Power Rangers show, movie, whatever, that's a problem. That That's why that formula, we don't get Zords till the very end for a little bit. You know, whereas in this book, you can get away with that a little bit because you have psycho fight scenes and stuff in there, but yep. you don't need the full Ranger thing. That's why, you know, I think this works so well as a book. I don't know whatever would ever get an opportunity to translate because of how little more faction we get, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they would have to add morphing sequences or something. But the thing is, and I just, I mean, I've kind of, I've read this book multiple times over the Mm -hmm. last couple of months. The In Space Rangers, they're not, they are the good guys. They're not the bad guys or anything else. But it's, as I said, they are second. The Psycho Rangers are the Rangers of this book. So that's the only morph sequence. Like, if you want to add another one. Like when they demorph yeah. oh, later, yeah. if you yeah. want to add another one for the final battle, fine. But the fact that we only got one Let's Go Psycho, that's yeah. fine with me because they are the stars of yeah. this book. And it's exploring, even though, and we've already yeah. said this, even though they don't explore too much of each of their individual characteristics, we get enough and it works. Yeah. It just you works. Know, you know what's interesting, though? I will... I, Again, I you know this book kind of for a Power Rangers book is fairly complex because what I'll say is the Rangers aren't necessarily the good people in this book. They aren't yeah. the good guys. Yeah. Because yes, the psychos might kill them. Yes, mm-hmm. the psychos have done bad things, but you know, Corone is trying to redeem them and they're trying to outright murder the psychos. So it is an interesting flip in dynamic there. And I won't say that uh, that the Power Rangers are necessarily wrong, you know. Yeah, they're not. That's the, um, that's the you thing. Know, I, they're not. I, I can't say that they're incorrect in their logic, but they are sort of the bad guys. They're taking that, perf- you know, they're taking that that stance there. Whereas Corona is kind of that. No, no one's beyond redemption in that sort of Power Rangers vein. But mm-hmm. what got me and what was really interesting, and I'm glad you kind of, you know, alluded to where the, how the book kind of ends. But, like, we finally get in. Corone and Andros get into Green's secret room and we yep. get access to their key cards. And Corone's plan is to reprogram them to essentially have more empathy. Yeah. And then kill them and then regrow more empathetic psychos, which is very opposite the way she was before. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. This is, I don't know. I don't, I I was like, well, that's a really interesting choice, especially as she fries her brother. Yeah. Not wanting to. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the thing is here, I'm looking at the panel where it's her versus pink and pink is like, we're not good enough. That's why yes. she's trying to save us, to make us worthy of her, blah, 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 blah. As you go through the, this panel, you see the anger on Psycho Pink's face and the yeah. sorrow on Caron's face. And she holds the gun up and she's still, you know, kind of frowning at her. And Psycho Pink just screams at her, do it! You know? You, you know, and it's like, yeah, and... 
you know, we're kind of skipping over, you know, what is some really good battle sequences between the Power Rangers yeah, but they're, and, they're and battle the sequences. Yeah, no, yeah, the, yeah. it is no, no. really no. The greatest piece of the battle sequence of this entire book is when Psycho Pink shows up and shoots Psycho Green in the back. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the whole, you know, the whole battle sequence, kind of like I said, it's it's a great example of how they've changed, not mm-hmm. just from a moral standpoint, but like they're smarter. They're mm-hmm. more dangerous now, the way they trap the Power Rangers, all that good stuff. Yep. But then, you know, we kind of cut back into this, again, this moral dilemma of, okay, I've reprogrammed you to be more empathetic. I just got to murder you. And and honestly, I was kind of that line that you said where, like, no, we're not good enough. That's the mm-hmm. point. Like, man, that just kind of hurt because that's kind yep. of countering, you know, Karan's been trying to teach them that they could be better, you know, that they should be better and all of this, you know, back and forth. And, um, yeah, when Psycho Pink turns on uh, Green, I think it's great. And that's when we learn she finally took a name. You know, she the, the whole story, Karan's been trying to get them to take names and mm-hmm. they've resisted. But so she's Nakria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she takes that name, which kind of signifies that she is an individual, which... Mm-hmm. I think is a significant, you know, is, is very significant in that it tells her own, I can't, they have progressed. They have become good enough. Um, and it would be wrong for me to kill them and reprogram them and regenerate them. And mm-hmm. all of this back and forth, this, I mean, it's a very deep sort of moral dilemma yeah. and we're led to believe that she murders them outright <laughs> Mm-hmm. to regrow them <clears throat> and we get this this one panel which again kind of talking about like parallels between the psychos and and they're in space we get this panel of her carrying uh andros with the psycho ship layering off in the distance a la mm-hmm. um countdown to destruction where he's carrying her out of that ship yep if you remember right so that was a oh, really yeah. nice nice um throwback but then you know yeah then we get this ending where she tells andros the truth about what she actually did mm-hmm. yeah and you it's know. it's good because you know if they yeah i mean it's just really really good um you know i i, I and I, I like that ending i i don't know if i would have been comfortable if i would have enjoyed this if the original, you know, if she had murdered them all and then regrown them, because it just would have been so counterintuitive to the message of the book. Yeah. So I, I like that. And I actually really like Andros's reaction here. I know I, you know, he's not been my favorite part, but I think this is one of those times where his rigidity is justified here mm-hmm. because she's taking a risk with his life. Yep. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's taking a risk with his life and just like, you know, again, this is very mirror to what in space was and to what lost galaxy was. And it's a good reflect. Like it also reminds me of how bad the reflection was in captain N's mirror world where, where they had to save Lana's father and there's evil, you know, it's, the whole mirror verse thing has been done before. It's been done much better in other things. And I'm not saying that this is bad at all. I'm saying that this story 
completely mirror because again, Corone and the psychos are supposed to be the heroes. Mm-hmm. Because she, like you already said, she's trying to teach them there is another way. We're not saying yeah. that it's better or worse or whatever. We're just trying to show you that two paths diverge in a yellow wood. You know. <laughs> Hey, well, any, I think, hey, anytime I can bring out the frost, man. <laughs> right. Well, I think the real thing with with Corone, though, is I think what she's trying to do, I, I think she is trying to show them that there is a better path. But mm-hmm. I think she's trying to take these individuals that she destroyed and help them and help make them into something better than what she created. And yeah. at least allow them to be actual individuals and not just these blunt instruments driven purely on hatred of the power rangers yeah because that's all they were it, that's yeah. why that ultimately led to their uh destruction was their single-minded obsession with the power rangers and so by by giving them more personality uniqueness individuality yes she does make them more dangerous, but she also allows them to choose their own path, even if that is of the evil sort, or maybe maybe not. I don't know. Um, and we find out toward the end here from Psycho Green that all of their names we got Nakria Axe, which is hilarious because the blue the blue psycho and his love of his axe, Virgil mm-hmm. and Photon, and but we never. Um, we never hear that if Yellow picked one. Hmm. Interesting. Because because he does he says um, you know it's it's going to be my absolute uh, it's going to absolutely break my heart as I whisper their new names when I snap their necks. One Nakria by one. And Axe, yeah. Virgil, and Photon, and Yellow, sweet smart Yellow. Um, so I guess she doesn't end up taking a name, but hmm. uh, but again, her choice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and. I know this is wrong of me, but when I saw Nakria's name, I'm like, and I know this is, I know Paul, this is just me inferring. So this is my right. fault. Not hit, not the right. Nakria, Nakria, North Korea. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> I did not go there. <laughs> you know how I am. I always have oh, to go yeah. to the, <laughs> overall, I love this book. I think this book is really awesome. <laughs> Yeah, from the art to the writing to the to the lettering to the to how it's edited and put together, it's a story that every Power Rangers fan should read, and it's just fun. It is, and I like the way it ends with mm-hmm. the psychos kind of going off and charting their own path, and that's why I think I don't need any more of their backstory. It's it, it, it's so my general feeling on prequels. Mm-hmm. Unless it's going to make me look at the source material differently, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. Like, a, a great example of a prequel that did that was Rogue One. Rogue yeah. One made me appreciate A New Hope in a completely sort of different way. It didn't change the experience for it, but I, I did kind of get a heavier sense of what had just happened. See, and I. And- and for me, I don't remember. So I we covered Rogue One here on the Geekcast Radio Network a couple of years, like a number of years, mm-hmm. whenever it originally came out. We covered it. So that was what twenty 
15, 16, 17. I was saying pre-COVID, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't rem- The only thing I remember from that movie is the ending. That's yeah. all I that's all. I, so I need to go back and I need to rewatch that movie, but I'm not going to do that until I watch Andor first because Andor is, is the prequel to Rogue One with his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, generally, prequels, I don't. Like, for me, if I was setting this up and I was going to bring the, the entire creative team back, if they wanted to come back and do this, I would say to them create a story for each of the psychos that has them in a present day battle. And then the final issue would be them teaming up would be a collaborative issue, but the rest of the issues would be them fighting whatever villain it is, whatever small. And then obviously the big thing would be, Oh, make my monster grow or whatever. But in their individual issues, have them be in the present, but also have it do a flashback to, like kind of show like where they came from, but where they are now. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Cause, Cause here's, here's what I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. The psychos are fucking terrifying, man. And <laughs> so like what you get from this book is you get a little bit of understanding you, with mm-hmm. them and a little bit of humanity, yep. but I don't think it's enough to take away that terrifying aspect from mm-hmm. In space, when you give them a prequel and you make them victims, which is, I mean, which is what they are. But it, when you really kind of draw out that they're more victims of astronomy, it takes a little bit away from that in space. And I don't need that. I don't yeah. want that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so because they all have personalities and they all are people now and they had personalities from the start, apparently. What I want, like, again, you're right. We don't technically need a prequel with those characters. What Mm -hmm. I'm saying is, like, show maybe how. (sighs) I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, like, have a current, like, you learn a little bit about what they're doing after this book, but you have flashbacks in there. So the flashbacks, now that I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just thinking about this, and it is what it is, but, like, the flashback could be like Caron's or Astronomer's process of creating each one. Like, why was blue this? Why was green this? Why was pink this? And then you stick with them in the in the present day to show stories of them trying to find their way in the world as individuals and as a team. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it is what it is. Um, but I do like that little extra bit at the end um, because uh-huh. we never really got an origin of Psycho Green, which Psycho Green was like the test psycho. Yep. And so we get that and we find out that the supersonic rangers, this group that we uh, we don't know much about, although we do see them a little bit in um, the legendary battle. Yep. Um, we do get a little bit of that. So that's not kind of a new thing that they invented. Um, obviously, it's really just one of the older Sentais that were never turned into Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, but we, so we see this group of Rangers, and then we find out that the Green Psycho is a corrupted Power Ranger. Yep. Who murders his friends in cold blood and then 
Dark Spectre turns him, uses that, and sort of manipulates him into the green psycho. Yep. Um, yeah. it's, it's which common. I thought was it was a, it, well, yes, but he went willingly. I don't think. Oh no, no, yeah, no, I, he, yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm, I, I make the side-handed comment that it, it's essentially Tommy in space, but no, it's absolutely not. It's it's a completely mm-hmm. different thing. But but yeah, no, uh, yeah, psychopath, folks, check it out from Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about this one? Absolutely love it. I mean, it is. I think it is one of the absolute best standalone series. Um, you know, I I like Soul of the Dragon. I think that was kind of a fun thing. But uh-huh. I think as far as like necessity, I think this is the gold standard of what Boom should do as it relates to all the other Power Rangers series is take something like this, create a standalone, let us revisit this world, give us a little bit of closure and some, and answer a couple questions that were unanswered and then move on. Like that's, that's what this should, that's what this is. That's what they all should be. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Come back to close the show after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news. Play movie games. Go in-depth on reviews. And even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or GeekCastRadio.com. Hi, I'm Terry Smith, the host of Music Talks, the podcast where I ask guests a simple but beguiling question. Choose a song from each decade of your life and tell me why these songs mean so much to you. Guests and listeners love this format. And if you want to find out why, then take a listen at musictalkspod.buzzsprout.com or use your favorite podcast app. Just search on Music Talks Terry Smith. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and... Then send me a tweet at Music Talks Pod. I look forward to doing some music talking soon. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Marku 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes planes can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, Rain, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. Hey, welcome to the last Comic Shop Podcast. A comic book podcast that actually talks about comics. Yep, each week we open the shop up and read and discuss a comic. Sometimes we pair that up with comic book movies or TV shows. Or not. Lots of times, it's just comic books and sound effects. Oh, yes. Definitely lots of sound effects. So tune in on all the major podcasting platforms for the Last Comic Shop Podcast. Or check out our library of evergreen shows at www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. I have broken Rita's evil spell. And now, I step into the white light. Folks, we are back here on episode 503 of The Pull Bag. Zero to five, sir. What are you going to give it? Oh, I'm going to give it a fucking five. Yep, same here. Um, again, I thought artwork was solid. Story solid. Um, they, I mean, it knocked it out of the park. I mean, I really don't have any huge criticisms of this book at all. I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. It's a complex story. Like yeah. I don't know how you could have been done it better. Yeah. I was surprised. I usually have one or two nitpicks or one or two things that really irk me in books and things like that. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a dang thing in here that I, that, that, that stood out to me that was like, Oh my God, why did they right. do that? Or, Oh my God, why was that art choice made? Or, Oh my, why did they say this line? Why did they, it was none of that. It was just a pure, purely fun, awesomely written and drawn comic. Yeah. So fives all around. Yeah. It's definitely worth a pickup. I have it, uh, in actual like trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, When I first heard they were doing this, I was a little nervous because the Psycho Rangers, they're iconic. Um, And they're also very two-dimensional. And so it's like, well, how do you 
get that essence and then actually make them full fleshed out characters. And they did. So, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Alor was thinking very fourth dimensionally, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, you got anything you want to promote? I know you're not really in the promoting business anymore, but is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to shout out before I run through the closing? Uh, no, I got, I got nothing. I got, uh, I got some Power Rangers comics that I'm, you know, diving into. I'm 3D printing up some Power Ranger fun stuff and otherwise just living my life off the grid. Well, not really off the grid, but, you know, uh, not in the media world anymore. So. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, folks. God. <laughs> Something wrong with my throat. Ugh. Edit. Thank you for joining us here inside the bull bag. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send us email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts, leave us reviews, please. Spotify, where people have said you can leave reviews, but I only see Spotify using star ratings, but that's just whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Any other podcast? catching client you choose to use follow us on twitter at geekcast radio for the network uh at the pull bag for the show i am at tft and mike what is your twitter uh i'm at jesse rass j-e-s-s-e-r-a-s uh i'm on that on that is on instagram and yeah so either either or awesome awesome become a fan on facebook go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network you can also check out the pull bag over there as well. Join us next time when Jesse and I will be taking a, uh, another adventure because we are going to be going through time and space, apparently. Time for Time Force! That's right. We're going to be talking about Sins of the Future from Boom Studios. Mm. And, yeah, I now realize why it confuses you. Because they're using time and space. Don't don't do that, folks. Just follow Doc Brown, or if you're not old enough to know who Doc Brown is, follow what the Avengers did in Endgame, please. Yeah, Marty, Marty. <laughs> For now, I am TFG and Mike with Jesse Ross. We've got to get you back to the future, Mike. Yes, yes. As always, make your greatest game in the comics, and we will catch you next time. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at thepullbag and at geekcastradio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Ah.